Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some more rookie in the field issues. And this time I'm going to talk about getting to a pool where the pool pump is not priming for some reason. And I'll go over some troubleshooting tips and some things you can do to handle this. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Even as a seasoned veteran, this is probably the worst situation you can run into. It's really frustrating and getting to a pool, you get to the pool, you notice right away that it hasn't been running because there's a lot of debris on the surface or the bottom. The water's kind of cloudy. And this is a hint that there's something wrong with the pump. Hopefully it's something simple, like the power went out and, you know, it, the pump didn't reset. Or if you have an older pump, maybe there's an alarm going off with the VS pump. Or the customer left their pump off. They went to go do something and they turned the pump off with the off button. Sometimes I've been to pools where I thought it was a pump issue, but they actually turned the panel off by leaving it in service mode. So this could happen, and that's your lucky day when it's just something that you can easily flip a switch and get it working again. The unlucky day is when you get there, you notice that the pool hasn't been running, and you get to the pump, and you turn on the time clock or you turn on the automated system, and the pump's just not pulling any water. There's a lot of air in there. This is where you're kind of having to start troubleshooting the issue to get to the bottom of what's causing it. Now, one thing that's pretty obvious that you may neglect to look at, and I'm a big Sherlock Holmes fan, I recommend reading all of his stuff, and they have books available with all of his um, stuff packaged in the one book. His mysteries are really good. So one thing he does is he'll walk around the area and kind of investigate and see what's going on that was unusual. The first thing, of course, you notice is that the pool's not running. You'll see the signs of that by the surface and by just how it looks overall. And then the first thing you want to look at, of course, is the water level. Is the water level low in this pool? And that usually will solve the mystery right away. If you look at it and the water's below the skimmer, then you know that the customer didn't fill the pool up during the week, the pump sucked air, and there's not enough water to reprime it at this point. Sometimes they'll fill the pool up after the fact, but the pool still has lost its prime and it's not priming. So that could be an added mystery, if they added water to it, but they never got the pool primed, then you wouldn't really know if the water level was the issue or not. But if it's obviously low water, filling the pool up, and the customer should be doing this, by the way. But since it's an emergency and you want to get things running, I would say break one of the rules that I have set where I never add water to the pool. So take your truck keys and put them over by the water fill line or the garden hose. Put them on there and do not remove those keys for any reason until you turn the water off. And this means if you have to go back to your truck for something, turn the water off, take your keys, go back to the truck, come back there, turn the water back on, put your keys on top of there, because you're creating a huge liability at this point. 
So the only time I break this rule is when I need to get the system running and to troubleshoot it. So I'll fill the pool up to where I get enough water in there so it's at least pulling some water. In the meantime, I'm checking the chemicals, I'm skimming the pool, I'm knitting everything out, I'm using my vacuum system if I need to. So I'm doing all the work while it's filling. I'm not just waiting for it to fill up. Once the water level is at the right point where you can turn everything on, go ahead and prime the pump as if you were to do it when you clean the pump basket out. So take the lid off, get a bucket. I use a five-gallon bucket, dumps the water in there, and try to prime it. Sometimes you're successful, sometimes you're not. Another thing you can do, and you should have this on your truck, is carry a drain bladder. Now there are two types of drain bladders that they sell. They sell a cloth one, which is like really expensive. It's like 40 bucks for the cloth one. But that one has a better chance of not bursting on you. And they sell a rubber one for like 10 bucks. And these break on me all the time. But you want to have a drain bladder. So you, you attach it to a garden hose. And you'll if you couldn't prime it the correct way using the bucket of water in the pump, the next step, if you don't have an attached spa there. Now if there's an attached spa, you can actually put it in spa mode and then usually it'll prime up in spa mode no problem after a minute or two and then you would put it back in pool mode. Now once it's primed in spa mode you don't want to just turn the valve back to pool mode right away because then you're going to lose this prime. So you're going to have to kind of baby the valve a little bit. So let's say that forget about the drain bladder for now. Let's just say there's an attached spa there and you want to prime it from the spa. So put it in spa suction mode. You can leave it in pool return mode and then turn on the pump Fill it with water like you normally would do, and hopefully it will be able to pull from the spa. For some reason, the gravity of that is able to pull the water from the spa versus the pool. Plus, there's no air in the line in the spa line because that was off, and there's water in that line, so it's going to pull it a lot easier. And once you get it primed, now you want to take the spa pool return valve and turn it slowly back to the pool. Once the pump starts cavitating, because now there's air in the pool line, you want to turn it back to full spa mode, suction mode, then turn it again a little bit towards the pool section and then keep doing that until finally you don't get any air in the pump and it primes up fully because that's the only way this is going to work is like slowly turning that valve so you have the pool priming. Now if there is no attached spa you can't do this trick so then you go back to the drain bladder. I would put the drain bladder in the skimmer turn on the garden hose with the drain bladder attached to it in the skimmer hole you don't have to push it too far down and then take the lid off the pump and let the line fill up with water. Once the water starts running over the top of the pump, because you have the lid off, then put the lid back on, turn off the hose, pull the drain bladder out. This is important. You don't want to leave the drain bladder in there running when you turn the pump on, because this is how they can burst and get torn up. So you want to turn the hose off, remove the drain bladder, turn the pool on, and it should prime up now that the water in the now that there's water in the line all the way from the skimmer to the pump. So if all it was was air in the line, then that's good because now it's going to hold its prime and it shouldn't have a problem because the air just won't clear by itself. This is kind of a misnomer that let's say the pool is low on water, the customer fills it up, and then he thinks everything is fine. But a lot of times if you don't do this where you fill that line back up with water, it's not going to prime once you fill, it, fill the pool up because you have like 30 feet of plumbing that's full of air and there's just no way for the pump to have enough power to pull the water 30 feet because again you have that air pocket in that line so the pump can't pull 30 feet of water through that air and that's why you have to go through these steps to put water back in the line that was full of air. One thing that also happens sometimes if the pool wasn't low on water 
and you're kind of scratching your head thinking, well, why did it lose its prime if the pool has plenty of water? The weir gate could be the issue. And so inspect the weir gate. Make sure there's no debris there. I've had twigs get stuck in there. I've had pool toys get stuck in there where the weir gate is closed or doesn't open all the way. And so it has the same effect of the pool being low on water. The weir gate's in the closed position. Water's trying to get pulled in by the pump. It's not being able to be pulled in. Air gets in the line. The pump loses its prime and it won't reprime. And this is kind of a vicious cycle. And eventually there's going to be so much air in that line that it just won't prime at all. So the weir gate is a secondary thing I check besides the water level to make sure that's not a problem. Now sometimes when the water level gets low, and most of these problems are due to the pool running low on water. So keep that in mind. If you can inform the customer that you know the water level is extremely critical because it could damage the equipment. So if the water level and the weir gate look fine, sometimes debris will get past the skimmer basket into the pump basket, and sometimes even past the pump basket. St. Augustine grass is a big offender with this happening, and it'll jam the impeller up. So sometimes it's just the impeller jammed with debris. You can kind of uh, do a quick test, turn the pump off, take the lid off, take the pump basket out, and then take a flathead screwdriver and kind of spin the impeller. And if you hear, if you start to hear like gurgling noise and you hear, you see some debris being released from it, more than likely there was some debris stuck in the impeller causing it not to have the full power. And so the pool looks like it's not priming right, but it's because the impeller is jammed with debris. And this is pretty common with a lot of pools. One way to avert this is to put a filter sock or skimmer sock in the skimmer basket, put a rock in there so it doesn't tip over. And of course, if you have an automatic suction side cleaner, have a canister so the debris is not going into the pump basket. Sometimes it's obvious. You take the pump basket out, there's like a big old crack in the back of it. This is a good indicator that debris got in there and it's jamming the impeller. So definitely the impeller can be jammed with debris. So that's one thing to look for. If the water level is fine, the weir gate checks out. It could be that some debris got past the skimmer basket or the automatic cleaner and it's jammed inside the impeller there. Take the flathead screwdriver. Some people use like a coat hanger, kind of angled, and spin that impeller. It should spin freely with the screwdriver. I wouldn't recommend using your finger because I've gotten cut from the sides of the plastic in there, and you just don't want to put your hand in there. So definitely not cut from the impeller turning on, but the pump sometimes there's some sharp edges to the interior of the pump. Just you don't want to cut your hand. So definitely just use a flathead screwdriver and spin that, and that should get that pump going again. Put the basket back in, fill it with water, put the lid on, and 9 out of 10 times, if it was a clogged impeller, the pump will start up like nothing. If you look at the pump itself, it has these threaded parts on the front and on top. And you may not think much about the threaded part because they have these on here so that you can remove the pump easily without having to cut things out and ruin the whole pump. So it's not hard plumbed in. There's the threaded part, and this is probably the only way they can actually manufacture these anyway. So the threads... And then the pipe that you're using inside the threads will get hot if it's pulling nothing but air. The pump gets really hot. And I've, I'm sure if you're experienced, you've seen what I call the shrunken head pump baskets. These are pump baskets that look like, you know, in the, the cannibals in Africa, they have like the shrunken heads around them. In South America too, I guess they have the same thing. And they keep them on their necklace. Well, the pump basket looks like a shrunken pump basket. You know, you could probably put it around your neck as a pool guy or gal and wear it around. And like, hey, I got this pump that overheated. And have the pump baskets have like six of them on your, around your neck. That'd be kind of weird. But they do get really shrunken and weird and kind of deformed 
because that pump generates a tremendous amount of heat when there's air in there and not water. So what happens is the threads on the PVC itself, not typically the pump because those are pretty hard plastic, but the actual pipe will actually melt a little bit. You can't see it, but what you can see is air coming in there and possibly water leaking out of there also. So it's one of those things where it's going to be noticeable sometimes where you'll see the water leaking from the threaded part where it goes into the pump on top or the front. There's various tricks you can use. You can, you know, you can use uh, soap and see if it bubbles up. If it bubbles up, there's air coming out. Some people like light a cigarette or light a match and you can see the smoke being pulled in. What I do is I just tie plastic bags. Now the plastic bags are a little thicker than they used to be. Some stores like Home Depot, you can get the thin plastic bags still. And I like these thinner bags because they work more effectively. But what I do, I just tie a plastic bag in front of the inlet and on top of the outlet. So the front of the pump where the threads are, I'll tie a plastic bag there. And then on the top, you can tie a plastic bag. You can also use um, industry grade uh, electrical tape on that. Regular electrical tape works okay. But you want to get the industrial grade electrical tape. You can actually tape the front and top of the pump where the threads are. And if the pump primes up perfectly fine at that point, then you know you have an air leak because when you remove the plastic bag or the electric electrical tape from there, it's going to start sucking air again through the area where it melted a little bit. So the plastic bag trick is really good. I should patent it and make a kit. That would be pretty cool. And this works effectively in checking the pump for the air leak. And what I do is I just leave the plastic bags on there until the next time I, I go back there and fix it. So the only way to fix this is to cut the plumbing. Hopefully there's unions there. If not, cut the PVC and then get a high temp threaded fitting. Granger makes them. Uh, all your pool supply places should carry it. It's a gray pipe by Granger and it's a high temp threaded fitting. Sometimes there's threads on both sides and those are the best ones to get because then you can cut it down the middle and you can use it for both the inlet and outlet. And both of those should be replaced. If you feel like it's only leaking from the outlet, it may be leaking from the inlet, but you just don't notice it. So it's one of those things where you definitely want to replace both the inlet and outlet threaded part of the plumbing and that should solve the problem and it should be priming. Now, of course, I mentioned a reference Sherlock Holmes earlier. One thing that he would have done before he went through all this trouble was to take the pump lid off and check the O-ring. And that's something that you want to make sure you check. The pump lid O-ring, if it's a whisper flow, it shouldn't fall right out of the top of the pump lid. That means that that O-ring is stretched out. Other pumps like the Hayward Super 2, those O-rings tend to get flattened. So they're no longer round. They're kind of more like a square shape or flattened shape. Some O-rings kind of get flattened on one side or one portion and they're still thick on the other regardless they should be replaced in that case because this could be the problem with the pump not priming i remember one time i went through like so many troubleshooting things with this uh, at this account i couldn't get the pump to prime and i was scratching my head and i was like wait a minute i think i forgot a step did i check that pumplet o-ring i was like you know kicking myself because i didn't go through the proper steps of course so i went to my truck got a new pumplet o-ring for that put it on there and this is the old whisper flow with the clamp if some of you have been doing this for a long time i've seen those and sure enough like right away it primed up and i was like kicking myself i was like oh man i should have just changed that you know but anyway in retrospect the pumplet o-ring is also something that you should be checking 
if you can't get the pump to prime. Let's say that you go to turn on the pump and then you hear it kind of buzzing, you know, zzz, click. I didn't do the click too good there as a sound effect. It's more like a zzz, click. That means that the pump is not going to start up, of course. So typically, 90% of the time, that's the start capacitor. It's right on top of the pump. It's that little kind of looks like a little cover. There's like a little metal cover about two inches by one inch and it's curved usually. Underneath there is a capacitor. If you take that off, you'll see a metal object in there with two wires on it and that's the capacitor. It's basically like the starter in your car and if that goes bad, which happens a lot, you're going to hear that I still can't do the click right, but you kind of get the idea of where I'm going. Replacing that will, of course, get the pump running 9 out of 10 times. That's the problem. Sometimes there's two capacitors. I don't know why they do this. There's one on top, and there's also one in the back. So there's a start capacitor, and there's a run capacitor. Really kind of ridiculous. But replacing the capacitor will get the pump running most of the time. They're pump-specific, so you want to get the number off the one you have there or take it in. Don't worry about which way you put the wires. The wires don't matter on the capacitor, which uh, terminal you put it on. But it does matter which capacitor you put in there because if it's underpowered, it's not going to start the pump. So you definitely want to make sure you get the right capacitor. And sometimes the bad capacitor will actually trip the breaker. So that's another thing. But of course, what else trips the breaker is a burned out pump. And sometimes if the pump is burned out, there should be some kind of signs, but not all the time. Not all the time are you going to get a really loud pump. But most of the time, when the pump's getting ready to burn out, the bearings are wearing out, the pump gets really, really loud. You can, like, hear it before you even get to the pool, maybe even from in front of the house. Sometimes you can hear the pump, and that means that the pump's, the motor's going bad, I should say, not the pump. And you want to make sure that you keep an eye on that and let the customer know that they're going to need a new motor or a new pump in that case. Now, you can get it rebuilt, but there's no guarantee when you take it to get the bearings rebuilt. It's not super expensive, but then I've had some that lasted six months, some that lasted two years, some that lasted two months. So there's no guarantee that changing out the bearings is going to fix the problem. So that's another reason why the pump may not be running. It just may be burned out. Sometimes the pump is like super hot to the touch. When you touch it, you can like cook eggs on it. That's an indicator that that pump is overheating and definitely you want to replace that motor. Other times there could be something jammed in the impeller. Not super common. But this is something that could cause the pump to kind of hum and click off if a big object is kind of stuck in the impeller. I've also seen some impellers get little stuff stuck on the sides of it, causing that same kind of humming and clicking where it doesn't turn on. And so definitely check that. And last, I think if you have a whisper flow, sometimes the seal plate kind of gets warped and then you'll get the similar symptoms of a capacitor. But it's actually the pump is out of balance and the impeller is rubbing against the side of the pump. Only with the um, with the whisper flow pumps this will happen on because that seal plate is so bad. So if any water kind of gets dripping on there, this happens sometimes when you have like a temp sensor right over it or an offline chlorinator line. This will also drip on that seal plate and cause it to warp a little bit. But those are very common with the whisper flow pumps. And if you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, go to my website, swimmingforlearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon and a drop down menu of 1200 podcasts will appear. If you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show.
Real quick, if you're not using pool server software, try skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.